0: Have you ever heard a friend's tale of an unexplained ghostly sighting and felt a shiver down your spine? Or binge-watched episodes of popular ghost-hunting shows and pulled the blankets up higher, obsessing about that deep shadow in the corner of the room, the one that keeps shifting when your eyes are drawn back to the screen? Are you a lover of creepypasta and scary stories in the dark? Or are you a skeptic, but you can't shake the unease when you walk in that neighborhood with a tragic history? Precisely because you know way too damn much about the crimes or actions that happened there in the past? Are you, like me, a lover of the spooky, spoopy, and strange? If so, bienvenidos and welcome to the first episode of Weird Latinx Podcast. And if you aren't, I hope after our time together, you'll find your curiosity piqued and your timbers shivered. My name is Allie Miles, and I want to take you on a strange journey through the things that go bump in the noche. The paranormal, urban legends, supernatural phenomena, true crime, and other weirdness from Latin America and the Latinx diaspora. Don't worry if you don't know Spanish or Portuguese. My sister and I are here to dive into the research and curate the scariest and strangest tales you've probably never heard. But don't think that just because you haven't heard them before, they won't haunt you. Our first story comes from South America. Disfruten snuff films in the faenza. Enjoy. Supernatural stories abound in Bogotá, the capital of the South American country of Colombia. It has been around since Spanish colonial times and has been the setting for many bloody and violent occurrences. One of the most gruesome stories involves the historic Teatro Faenza and the deadly films made there for profit. Before we delve into the more modern details, we need to take a look back at the tumultuous history of the Faenza in the heart of Bogota. Located on Calle 22 and Carrera 5, Teatro Faenza, or the Faenza Theater, was built as a grand building to cater to the elite. It's the oldest movie theater in Bogotá, built on the site of an old ceramic, or Faenza, factory, and completed on April 3, 1924. It broke with former architectural traditions and was constructed in a beautiful Art Nouveau style, with statues, paintings in grotto-like enclosures, murals, and spacious, ornately carved hardwood balconies. In fact, it is the only non-religious structure in Colombia that still contains grotto paintings. It was made to entice the richest tastes, to see and be seen in its opulent halls. Filled with beautiful carved plaster molding and intricate plaster frames, gorgeous art was on display before you even sat down to watch your movie to enjoy a show. All Bogota had a French flair, and was even called Petit Paris. Nothing reflected it more than its new theater. The venue's facade is still dominated by a huge, carved, circular molding that frames its central windows and glass and wood doors. Marble stairs lead up to the foyer, with grand stairs along each side of it, framing an elegant area where high society ladies often took tea. Even its outdoor lanterns were wrought by hand, lighting up the night. It became a place for famous international artists to perform. In fact, on June 22, 1935, Carlos Gardel, the famous father of tango, played to a sold-out crowd. Two days later, he died in a plane crash on his way from Bogotá to Medellín. Was that a sign of dark things to come for the faenza? Now it seems likely. In 1948, an event shook Bogotá destabilizing the entire country for years to come. It is called El Bogotazo. On April 9, 1948, the Liberal Party's leader, Jorge Eliezer Gaitán, was shot point-blank by Juan Roa Sierra as he exited the Hotel Continental. A bullet to the back of the head and two between his shoulders. Mortally wounded, Gaitan died in the hospital where he was taken. His murderer was then lynched, tied with neckties, and his naked body dragged along the streets to the central Plaza Bolívar. It heralded a bloody time period for Colombia that came to be known as La Violencia, or The Violence. Although not declared a full civil war, it was a violent clash between the liberal and conservative parties and their respective followers. It included murders, terrorism, persecutions and destruction of property. During its approximate decade of brutality, la violencia caused the deaths of between 130,000 to 300,000 people. Due to the unrest, an exact count of the deaths is not possible. More than two million people were forced to emigrate, roughly One fifth of the entire population of Colombia. With so many streets bathed in blood, how could Bogota not have an extremely active supernatural energy? So many stories we will tell in future episodes of a Weird Latinx podcast will have their roots in the capital of Bogota. How did this bloody history affect the Faenza Theater? the same way it affected all of Bogota and Colombia. As people fled from the city, the mainstay of faenza's clientele was no longer there. By the time the violence was over and the country began to move on from its bloody past, it had fallen on hard times and ownership of the faenza changed hands. The 70s rolled around and by then, the faenza played only pornographic films. It became a clandestine meeting place for gay men, for hookups in the recessed balconies and hidden places. Since at the time homosexuality was seen as deviant, these relationships were kept in the dark. Ironically, even as it served as an exclusively pornographic theater, the faenza was named a historic landmark in 1975. By the 1980s, not only were porn movies projected, but also filmed inside the faenza. And then, it took a turn towards something darker, with death on celluloid. There were snuff films in the faenza. For those who might not be familiar with the term, snuff comes from the phrase, snuff out, or extinguish as in extinguishing a life. It is a film that shows scenes of actual, unsimulated homicide that is screened for entertainment, predominantly for financial gain. Where some films record murders or executions, they are not technically the same. The hardcore snuff films involve the premeditated murder on screen as part of a financial transaction, usually including a black market network of distribution for clients. Criminals and monsters may film their atrocities in order to satisfy their own aberrant fetishes or to scare rivals, but a snuff film is generally made for the titillation of a viewing and paying public. In the 1980s, Colombia was also known to have paramilitary groups that would film their so-called social cleansing, as they termed the murder of homeless or drug-addicted people prostitutes and others, and then distribute it. Nautical terrorists involved in the drug trade also filmed the murders of their rivals or members that betrayed their gang, then showed it to recruits to show them what awaited traitors. Perversely, these were sometimes distributed and viewed on college campuses, disguised as art films, where students sometimes unknowingly came to see them. Around this time, it was also rumored in the San Diego neighborhood that snuff films were filmed in the basement of the faenza. Victims were said to be innocent spectators of porn or drunks that were transferred to the basement via a secret door. From time to time, the neighbors would hear loud moans or screams, but attribute them to either reaction to the pornographic film or the filming of such a movie. Eerily, though, they began noticing people entering the faenza, but never coming back out. My brother Gabriel used to go watch films in the faenza. We don't know where he is. He disappeared. The selection of victims for these snuff films became more bold The producers printed classified ads requesting actors, or even supposed auditions. The end was always the same. To bring in fresh bodies to star in the snuff films in the faenza. Alejandro Muñoz, a local actor, recounts having been offered a role in a film at the time by faenza projectionist and film producer Manuel Chaparro. Munoz had no idea what kind of a monster he was dealing with. The offer was too good to pass up. The money was great, and the scenes would be natural cuts. Very realistic. Authentic. As he practiced his lines and went over the script, which was filled with acts of torture and his character's eventual death, he went looking for a bathroom. As he wandered the building, he came upon a conversation between two of the film's directors that chilled him to the bone. Make sure that Muñoz doesn't realize the scenes he's going to be in are real, not acted. The tortures and death would not be fake. They were going to kill him on camera. Muñoz says in a 2017 interview for Shock Presenta, Sexo, Tortura, y Video. Shock presents Sex, Torture, and Video. Yo, perdóname la palabra, me cagué de miedo. Yo, perdóname la palabra, me cagué de miedo. Or in other words, I, pardon my French, literally shat my pants. He jumped out of a window, picked himself up after the fall, limping away as fast as he could, terrified that they were following him. I am the only protagonist of a snuff film to survive, he assures. Jairo Pinilla, a director known for his gory horror films like Funeral Siniestro or Sinister Funeral, and 27 Horas Con La Muerte, 27 Hours With Death, had his own run-in with the producers of snuff. Pinilla's movies are filled with zombies, aliens, and gruesome special effects. His movies had such mass appeal that he was approached by Chaparro as well. As the director states, Chaparro was enthralled by the reception, and box office success that his horror movies had. So he wanted Benicia to direct his next movie. He had the perfect location for it, Benicia says. The Faenza Theater. The movie was going to have zombies, people butchered, horrible murders, all sorts of gore. In other words, we were going to work with so much blood that the cameraman himself would be steeped in it, Pinilla said. That was enough for him. Pinilla walked away from the project. The final chapter in this Grizzly story comes as the Faenza began a renaissance in 2002. It became property of the Universidad Central, Central University, and they began a complete restoration in 2004 in order to bring back the beauty of this Art Nouveau gem. As they carefully removed 30 layers of paint to reveal the frescoes below, the group of architects and engineers found evidence of its recent darker past. As they ventured down into the basement where all the electrical circuits and panels were housed, they found old bloodstains along the walls and on the floor. Too many to explain away. But that was not all. Broken, bloodstained tools obviously used for torture were hidden throughout, chilling the restoration crew. After years of hearing the rumors, it seemed they had actually found proof of these violent crimes. W Radio, a news station in Colombia, ran a story in 2014 that confirms the unearthing of the bloodied instruments. One account even indicates that the workers found some old, broken-down cameras among the stained razors, knives and tools in the dank basement testament to the films that were made in the bowels of the faenza. A new movie was put out in 2020 called Faenza, La Pantalla Oculta, or Faenza, the Occult Screen. It's a presentation of the National School of Cinematography, a documentary put together by Raquel Hernández Vargas. In this, Ana Isabel Cárdenas one of the restorers of the Faenza Theater, speaks candidly about what she found when she began the restorations. The second inspection led them to find things that were not in the plans. Aside from finding condoms, garbage, and other detritus, they found a door behind the stage. In the room, it was an absolute horror. <laughs> Walls had blood stains, objects and elements of torture were scattered around, and there were bits of human skin that were deteriorating and decaying. For her, this absolutely confirms the stories that there was snuff films in the Faenza. Now, almost a hundred years old, the Faenza Theater is back to its former glory, hosting movies, plays, and musical performances. In fact, Famous Colombian artist, Carlos Vives, filmed the video for Mar de Sus Ojos in the Faenza Theater. Painstaking care has been taken to reproduce and repair every wall, window, and staircase, and the inside reflects the building's long cultural history. The only history you will no longer find on site is that of the snuff films made in its basement during the 70s and 80s. But you can still hear about it if you ask a friendly neighbor in Bogotá. Or, if you're out near Calle 22 and Carrera 5, you might hear the screams of those unfortunate souls who became part of snuff films in the faenza. Thank you again for spending your time with us at Weird Latinx Podcast. We hope you like the scope of our investigation into this rich and disturbing history of the Faenza Theater and the center of Bogota. We pride ourselves on giving you not just the woo-woo, but the story behind it. In the podcast notes are links to the resources in English and Spanish. If you would like to follow up, Please visit them. Many thanks to Shock Presenta Sexo, Tortura y Video and Faenza La Pantalla Oculta for the interviews with people involved. You can find both on YouTube. Links can be found in the notes. If you or someone you know has experienced an unexplainable event that you'd like us to share on Weird Latinx Podcast, or know any tales that you would like us to cover, please send us an email at weirdlatinx at gmail.com or drop us a comment at weirdlatinx.com. You can also find us on Twitter at weirdlatinx. This again is Allie Miles wishing you good night and spooky sueños.